0: You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, a podcast for spiritual souls on their journey of enlightening the world. I'm your host, Stephanie Powers. Welcome. I met a really successful entrepreneur at Sunset Park last night. It's a little park Jeffrey and I go to to watch the sunset every evening on Key Colony Beach. If you follow us on my personal Instagram, at stephanies underscore destiny, then you've seen the videos and the photos. And while I was talking to this guy, he is a high school dropout. And now he's wildly successful, owns multiple businesses. And I just looked at him. He looks like James Taylor. And I said, what is your secret? From a young entrepreneur to an older entrepreneur, what, what is your secret? And he said, you have to train yourself to see opportunity everywhere. You have to train your eyes to see opportunity everywhere. And that really stuck with me. And it kind of flows into what I want to talk about with you guys today on the podcast about don't rush your healing. But there will be opportunities everywhere for you to heal. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. I am recording this on a beautiful Wednesday, October 30th morning here in Marathon, Florida, right in the middle of the Florida Keys. So where my treehouse is, my tropical treehouse, it's right between Miami and Key West. Smack dab in the middle of the Florida Keys. And I wake up every day like no fucking way. (laughs) did I manifest this. I mean, those of you who have followed the show for so long know that I have been... This has been my dream since I was 13 or 14. I grew up in New Hampshire, the total opposite of this place. And my entire wall, like a whole wall in my room growing up, was a Caribbean mural. So every day I would wake up, see that, go to bed, see that. I mean, huge wall mural of a Caribbean scene. So... Just being here every day and going grocery shopping and going to the vet and running errands and working and playing is like just such a moment. And you know, I've had many manifestations come to reality, but this one's big. This one's really big. I feel at home. I finally feel, I was just telling this to my mom yesterday, I finally feel like I made it. And I'm home. I've always known that this is the place I want to live and die. (laughs) And I made it. You know, the other epiphany I had, so you guys know my my little uh, synchronicity I have with Montana. (laughs) And I've been asking you guys to email me, what do you think, what do you see, and you have, which has been so cool to hear what you guys feel and what you see. And some of you even had your own Montana synchronicities, which is mind-blowing because it's such a random place, right? So I had this epiphany that perhaps Montana isn't a place. Perhaps Montana isn't a person. Perhaps Montana represents the feeling of being home, of going in the right direction, of home, Because now that I go back and I pick my brain of all the times I've ever seen Montana, it's been guiding me home. Yeah. So perhaps whenever I see Montana synchronicities, it just means you're home. This is right. Keep following this. You made it. (laughs) Wow. So today's episode is called Don't Rush Your Healing, and it's inspired by just a feeling that I felt these past few days. So on my personal Instagram, I've had so many people, especially last night after the little music video I posted on my story, say, are you okay? What's going on? Are you all right? Do you miss your husband? Do you regret getting divorced? Um, Are you going back to Colorado to be with the guy you just broke up with? Like, What's going on? And it's the total opposite of everything your ego assumes when you look at my profile, okay? I'm the happiest I've ever been. I am the happiest I've ever been. And, you know, my ego steps in and says that's such a pompous thing to say. I think because I grew up around people who were never so happy, so for me to come out and say I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life seems like I have to stifle it a bit. So... There we go. Perfect example. That's one thing I'm working on healing. I'm not rushing it, but I'm bringing it to the forefront and I'm recognizing when I feel those limiting beliefs. Like when I say such a simple thing, like I'm the happiest I've ever felt in my life. I feel like I have to be shy and, and kind of whisper it and not say it so loud so too many people don't hear it and think, oh, I'm jealous of her and send that negative energy my way. you know? But that's something I need to heal because that's not true. And the right people that want to hear me say, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life, they'll stick around. They won't throw that shade at me. So that's something I'm healing. And as I was just saying, I I achieved my dream. I live in the Florida Keys. I financially support myself. I am single and focusing 100% on myself. And it feels really, really good and relaxed. This time last year, when I tried to move down here, it was a shit show because my nerves were just shot. I was still, you know, the dust was still settling from the shock of divorce. I had almost immediately jumped into a new relationship, and I was focusing on everything but myself. And there were so many things that needed to be healed, things that needed my attention for healing. That I just stood there with like all my balls in the air like, fuck, which one do I grab first? Oh my god, well wait, let me... I'm in survival mode right now. I'm literally living out of my car and I have to find somewhere to live. Just lost my job. Fuck, I don't have any money now. I don't have any paychecks coming in. I just had to turn off all of my healing and focus on survival mode. Which really, really, really put a damper on my whole healing process. Which is... Finally, why, this time last year, I decided to throw my hands up because I am a sassy mother fire sign. <laughs> i trying not to cuss for my mama. I'm a sassy fire sign and I don't give up. I'm stubborn in a sense that I don't give up. So, I really, I mean, I walked into every single bed and breakfast, every single hotel. I was like, listen, I can do social media marketing for you. I'll work the front desk. I'll clean your fucking toilets. What do you want? Just give me a job. And... Um, I finally got calls back, but two weeks later, but in the midst of all of that, I was like, I really, I really need to go home. I need to accept that this dream is being forced prematurely and it's not time. But most importantly, I've got so much healing to do. And I didn't recognize it because I thought, you know, okay, I've known that I needed to get a divorce and separate from this person for so long, practically since we got engaged, but I put it off and I put it off. And then all of a sudden I think that once I do it and I move out and I'm single and I'm not married to them, that everything's just going to be okay. That everything is just peachy. (laughs) When, you know, the first half Of that process is actually getting the divorce. The second half, an entire half, is healing, is going okay, is going within and saying, okay, why did I go so far against my truth and stay with someone that I knew I didn't want to be with? Why did I say yes and go through an entire wedding process knowing this was not my person? That is something I needed to go within and heal. And that is what I did when I finally, with my tail between my legs, drove all the way up to New Hampshire where I grew up and moved in with Mama. I started going to therapy with my emotional health coach, April Adams. So happy you guys are working with her now too. Which, by the way, just a quick plug for her because she's changing the world. AprilAdams.org. Go to her website. She started a podcast. She's incredible. She's incredible. But I worked with her. I went to women's full moon circles where I got to openly share in front of a large group of women what I was feeling, the pain I was feeling, um, the trauma. But the joy and the love and the confusion, that really helped. There is just something so powerful in sitting in a group of people, whether it's women, men, combination of both, something so powerful About saying how you truly feel in a group of people. Things that you've kept on your mind by yourself for so long. Saying it out loud without giving a fuck if they judge you or anything. I remember there was this one woman in our circle who finally came out as being a polyamorous, polygam, poly something. It's a person who dates multiple people and like they all know about it, everybody's aware, but that's just what they do. But she came out as that and um... It just changed her life, just saying it to a group of people. And none of us made any facial expressions of disgust or confusion or shock. We were just like, okay, that is your truth, and that is beautiful. Sure, I wouldn't do it, but to each their own. You're happy, okay. So I think I'll start something like that down here. Just got to find the space. Would you guys ever come down to QS, hang out? Hang out with me? We'll start some full moon circles and just share what's on our heart. I'll bring some kombucha. Jeffrey will be there. <laughs> All right. Hang on, my French press is a bruin and your girl needs a cup of coffee. So, what is going on on my Instagram lately, huh? That's what a lot of you have been asking. Are you okay? What are you what's happening? Well, guys, I'm finally getting a chance to embrace my healing. As I've been saying, I've been on survival mode and autopilot. Through All of these changes and shifts in my life since over a year ago. And I also, like I said, I jumped into a new relationship, which we are going to get to. But I just have never been in stillness to really look at my healing and focus on it. And even when I lived at home with mama, uh, my brother has epilepsy. And as a family unit, we have to really help him out with that, like give him rides. And sometimes when he has a cluster of seizures, it is super scary and he gets brain damage for like three days. It's, epilepsy is awful. So that just is so traumatic for me, epilepsy. So when I'm up there in New Hampshire, I'm just completely overcome with that. But also I was in a relationship. And I remember when I first started this relationship, I never saw it coming, ever. It was actually quite synchronistic. I made a list, because I realized after I got a divorce, I was like, I have never, ever, because I've been with this person since I was 19, so all of my 20s I spent with one person. But I've never made a list of qualities and characteristics that I want in a dream partner. So I sat down and I made a huge list. You girl fell out like two pages. <laughs> I did not see that coming either, but I made a list, and I literally met this person like four days later, and I remember looking at him thinking, oh my God, check, 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 and he just took us out for a vegan meal, check, (laughs) and so I thought, this is just, something's up here. This is too synchronistic. Um, Yes, this is the guy that I just broke up with and left Colorado, Was talking about on. The podcast about a month or two ago. Now, when I jumped into this relationship, of course, my number one supporter was my mom. And she said, I'm happy for you. But don't you think you want to take a break and just like a mental reset? But I had been feeling so lonely and not dating throughout my entire 20s that I was like, no way. Like this, this dopamine hit this high of a new love and going on dates and having fun and no, this is awesome. I'm not, no way. This is so much fun. And going from the pain of a divorce, I swept it under the rug with a dopamine hit from a new love. This new love was like so much fun and it completely overshadowed the pain from my divorce. And so I thought, okay, well, if I just keep going on and on with this new love and just keep feeling good and good in this honeymoon phase, the pain from my divorce, that'll dissolve into thin air and go away. I'm sorry to say, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Now, if someone were to ask me, now that it's been over a year, Steph, if you could go back, would you have dated this person? Would you have immediately jumped into a new relationship after your marriage? Yes and No. <laughs> The wild Sagittarius side of me, the YOLO side, wants to say yes, fuck yeah. And I would have jumped in harder, both feet in, instead of just one. But my higher self, my Taurus rising, (laughs) wants to say no. Because what me and this person had was really special. Really special. And I think it would have had a better chance of surviving in the long run If I took some time to heal myself. Because when things started to get serious, the pain from my marriage started to crop up. Like, doing life things together, like running errands or going grocery shopping together. It just brought up being a wife. And it brought up my marriage. And, yeah. It brought it all up to be healed. And how am I supposed to heal when this person is like, give me love, give me attention. I, You know, this person's clean and ready to go. And I'm just like, yo, I've got bags on bags on bags on my back. (laughs) Baggage through the roof. Yeah, I would have taken time to heal it. For sure. Because then that relationship may have lasted a lot longer. But... My soul just really, really needed a break from, from giving my love to other people, helping other people heal. That's what I that's a huge thing. I was spending all of my time helping other people heal. When really I needed to stop and take all of that energy and turn it inward. But I thought this new love, this dopamine high, this serotonin hit, this this was healing me, right? No, this was just a mask on the issue at my core. And I think a lot of us who grew up being healers our, for our family, we continue to do this for our partners. Um, a lot of people see my ex husband and I, and they're like, You guys were best friends. What the fuck happened? Well, yeah, we were best friends. We still kind of are. But we had a trauma bond, we were just helping each other heal. We weren't helping each other grow as partners. We were helping each other's inner child heal. You know what I mean? And that never lasts forever. That never lasts a long time. When you are solely bonded through trauma. I used to think, I used to brag about that. Like, oh, I love him so much. And our bond is unbreakable because we bond over growing up in completely dysfunctional families. Broken families. You know, saying that makes me feel so bad, like if my mom's listening to this. I feel like it's a hit, like a dag on her, but she knows that it's not. It's just, it's reality. We grew up in a broken family, and that's just, I don't blame my mom. I love her. I know she did everything she could with what she had and what she knew. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that tidbit out there. But that's how my husband and I bonded over, we both come from broken families, so let's go and create our own off of this trauma bond but we eventually felt like parents to each other. And towards the end it was like, god, I just I want to move out of my parents' house. Like I'm I'm grown now. I make my own money. I can make my own decisions. Like I'm grown. I don't want to live with mom or dad anymore. And that's kind of what it felt like towards the end there. Once we finally got a divorce. And you guys know that uh our divorce was pretty peaceful, pretty amicable, but No matter what, it's going to be difficult. I just want to throw that out there. Even if it's very peaceful and you're like, okay, I love this person. You love that person. We're not in love anymore. Okay, let's just go this way. It's never easy, but it's worth it. I love when people, when I tell them I got a divorce, when they say, congratulations, you are brave enough to speak your truth. Congratulations, you're more authentic than 90% of people. (laughs) I don't mean that. That's just off my cuff. But you know, something that just came to mind, Um, if I could go back, would I start dating immediately after my marriage? Yes, I would. I would. Final answer. And why is that my final answer? Because each new person that comes into our lives, I strongly believe is for a reason. And perhaps this person came into my life immediately after my divorce to show me, hey, this is everything that you have swept under the rug throughout your entire 20s. Like you ignored so much healing and now we're going to send you this person because this person is going to trigger the fuck out of you and you are going to have so many opportunities and disguises as fighting and breaking up and getting back together and just complete turmoil in the relationship. Each moment of turmoil is going to be an invitation to heal things that you have swept under the rug for so long. So yeah, I would. Because while I was with this person for a year, I I literally felt so many moments where I was like, wow, I I didn't know this is something that bothers me. Because my 10-year relationship to my ex-husband was so easy, so vanilla, so easy that I was never triggered. I never felt like I had anything to heal. I felt like I was fine. And then I meet this new person and I learned a decade's worth of life lessons in one year. I needed this person. And this person and I went back and forth so many times and I would always go back. And it was almost like I was under a spell. I never knew why. Why am I going back to this person? I need to just let it go. But I strongly believe that, that things like that happen when you have so much more to heal, you're not done learning everything you had to learn from that person. If you still have that all-encompassing magnetic pull towards them, you'll know when, when, when you're done. You'll know when the relationship is finally done because it'll be easy to cut the cord. It will. It'll be easy to cut the cord. So for me lately, as you've seen on my Instagram, I'm finally getting a chance to heal. Life is finally just, oh, I can take a deep breath. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about where I'm going to live, what I'm going to do for a job. I'm finally at a balanced point in my life, and I can just take a breather and look at all the things that have happened and bid farewell to them. I write down the lessons I've learned. I put them into practice, like setting boundaries is one thing I've learned, um, Not feeling bad when I have to tell someone no, or I have to turn someone down, whether it's a romantic thing or a friendship, just saying no, because something doesn't resonate with me. That has been a huge lesson that I have been applying in my day-to-day life since I got down here to Key West. And it's been wonderful. And I feel so proud of myself. Like, listen to me. I'm reparenting. As my friend Nicole, the holistic psychologist, as she teaches us on Instagram, You have to reparent yourself to heal your traumas. And that's exactly what I've been doing, especially since living on my own. You know, when I had my ex-husband as a crutch, I had someone to share bills with, someone to cook for me, someone to clean with me, someone to parent me. I never had to parent myself. I never had to face those traumas. I never had to go through that healing because I had a crutch. I had someone reparenting me themselves. And again, that's why our relationship ended is because we felt like we were each other's mom and dad, not each other's romantic partners in life. So I'm at this point where I can just reflect and release. And it just so happens to be Mercury retrograde tomorrow. You guys know retrograde is a time to reassess, rethink, reevaluate, revisit So with this Scorpio new moon, it's also a really good time to let things go for good so you can start magical things, things you can't even imagine right now. I mean, really, sit back and think. There are people that you have no clue, no idea about, that you're going to meet soon that are going to change your life. There are people out there, and there's a special someone Who's going to love you unconditionally. And you don't even know what they look like. You don't know what their voice sounds like, what their laugh sounds like, what their favorite food is. What their hair feels like. What color their eyes are. You have no idea. But they're on their way. Just from listening to the beginning of this podcast to right now, they're that much closer. See, my Scorpio moon falls into thoughts like that, but it's so true. And I think I've been feeling a calling to release people, um, and just really bid farewell, a final farewell because the universe is cleaning my slate. It needs a blank canvas for all of the abundance that is about to come my way. If I've got all like Sarah, my best friend, Sarah, do you guys remember the podcast episode where we use food analogies to talk about relationships? Well, my table, I was sitting at the restaurant of life, right? And my table was covered in ketchup and mustard stains and breadcrumbs and dirty silverware and really dirty plates and leftover food scraps. It was just so dirty. And I was still trying to form a new relationship after my marriage with the super dirty table. So me and this person were like pushing aside the stains and the ketchup and the dirty silverware trying to reach each other, but... The fact of the matter is we couldn't build a solid foundation because our foundation was dirty. Does that make sense? So I feel like lately, being single, living on my own, pretty much since I'd left Colorado a few months ago, I've been cleaning my table. That's all I've been focusing on is throwing my tablecloth in the wash and bleaching it and doing the dishes, washing the silverware, drying the plates, putting everything back in the cabinets, back in the silverware drawer. So that when something new comes along, I know, okay, we're having a really good time, but this this trauma just popped up. Okay, let me grab this knife because I know how to cut that cord. Oh, okay, we have a stain, our first stain, our first fight in our relationship. Well, I know how to get this out. Let me grab my stain remover. You know what I mean? I, I'm equipped with the tools to handle something really, really good. And I would have never been in this situation had I not faced my healing. If you rush your healing, if you go through a trauma and you think, oh shit, this is traumatic. Oh my gosh, this is going to affect me for a really long time. Let me, let me go to therapy. Let me do this. Let me talk to my friends. And then, okay, a week of therapy and a week of chatting with friends. Okay, I'm good. Back to work. Back to dating. Back to Tinder. Back to whatever. That's not how it works. Healing, I think, is a lifelong process. And some people probably don't want to hear that. But it's a beautiful, it's a really beautiful thing to be humans, to have brains that can have the emotional capacity to heal. And it's really beautiful, I think, when we meet new romantic partners or our current romantic partners, when they stir something within us that makes us feel uncomfortable, makes us feel angry or sad. I mean, that's an invitation to go within and think, why? Why does this guy not texting me back immediately make me feel abandoned. Oh, because I was literally abandoned by my father the first five years of my life. Oh, it's just, it's a beautiful thing when it clicks, when you're like, oh, this person is actually not doing anything. They are only, they're not doing anything to directly hurt me. They are just going through their own traumas and projecting their own inner wounds that perhaps they are ignoring onto me. Oh, You mean nobody is actually out to get me? The world is not a really scary, bad, negative, evil place. People are just projecting their own traumas because they refuse to heal them and refuse to look at them. Maybe they're not even subconsciously aware that their traumas exist. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden, in that moment, when that clicks, nothing is personal. And you can understand that you are perfect the way you are. And each opportunity of feeling sad or mad or jealous or envious or depressed or anxious is a chance to go within and fix these things. To see what's been plaguing you all of your life or the past five years or the past year. To see what's going on in your beautiful inner subconscious world. Yeah. So don't rush your healing. Last night, I I have this turtle ring. It's a little turtle. And um, my ex-husband got it for me on the very last birthday, my birthday. So I spend my birthdays down in the Florida Keys every year since I was like 20, 19, 20. Um, wow, that's crazy. But the last birthday I was here, I was with my husband. And he got me this beautiful turtle ring ring. And I'll never forget, we were at Blue Heaven having brunch, and he pulled it out, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? This is so beautiful. I love the turtle. I love seashells, turtles, anything Key West and tropical, right? But as he gave me this ring, he shared such a beautiful reasoning behind why he picked it out for me he sh- he gave it to me because it represents just keep going. If you guys don't know the uh like life cycle of a turtle. So this is why they're so protected because I don't know th- what the exact numbers are, but a female turtle lays eggs. Let's say she has 50 eggs and all 50 hatch. Well, they hatch on the beach, right? And then all the baby turtles try and run to the water as fast as they can. But they've got so they've got the world against them. They've got crabs coming to eat them. They've got seagulls just awaiting them to hatch so they can scoop them up like a yummy potato chip. And then once they get to the ocean, they are so tiny and still so soft, their shell can't protect them fully. So there's fish and tarpon and sharks and all kinds of predators. I mean, they have the whole world against them. So when you see a full-sized turtle... That is a miracle that they made it that far. So he got me this turtle ring as a representation that I can always look down on my hand and think, just keep going. Even when I feel like the entire world is against me and I'm being attacked from all angles and that just before you think you're going to make it, you touch water and you make it. So I wore it on my left-hand pointer finger. Do you guys know the... um, The emotional reasoning behind why we wear wedding bands on our left hand ring finger. Because, so there's like veins in all of our, is it veins? I don't know. There is some connection in our fingers all the way to our heart. Kind of like foot reflexology. And the vein, we'll call it, from our ring finger on our left side of our body is the closest to our heart. Ah, it's got the shortest connection to our heart, super close. So that's why we wear wedding bands on our left ring finger. I wore the turtle on my pointer finger because it said when you wear a ring on your pointer fingers, left or right, it doesn't matter, you feel powerful. You get a sense of being a leader, of being an innovator and feeling powerful. So going through that shift and that change of leaving my marriage and living on my own, I needed power. I needed to step into my power. So I always wore this turtle on my left pointer finger. Power finger, we'll call it. So I had that ring, and I decided last night that just on a whim, totally unplanned, I was like, you know what? time because although this ring represents power and has really helped me get through the past year and make it to where I am I made it and it's not that I feel like I don't need it anymore because we always need our power but I just felt like I was ready for a new ring to come into my life whether I buy it myself or it's gifted by someone I don't even know yet um I just feel like I'm ready for new new rings with new symbolism. I just really feel like I'm turning over a new leaf being down here. It's such a beautiful, intuitive feeling and a beautiful, intuitive pull. I love it. So last night I decided to throw this ring into the ocean because this turtle has made it to the sea. <laughs> Get it? uh uh-huh. But it was symbolic, and I posted a video. I wanted you guys to come along for that moment. So I put the video on a ro- I put my camera on a rock, and I walked into the ocean. I took the ring off, took one last look at it, and I tossed it in the sea, underneath the most beautiful sunset. So now I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> that reminds me of My marriage. I don't even know where photos are. <laughs> All right, you. Be sure to subscribe to Lightworkers Lounge, wherever you're listening from, and leave us a review as well, because that helps us get on the search page, and then more lightworkers can find us. Also, join our Friday bonus chats. We have been having so much fun. So many of you joined last week to hear from Mike. Yes, the homeless guy that I met at the Dog park here in Key West. He was so excited when I pulled out my microphone. He was like, We get to record? Yes, we do, my friend. So he shares his story. Awesome, awesome guy. So join our Friday bonus chat. Subscribe to Lightworkers Lounge Premium Plan by going to lightworkerslounge.podbean.com. Click on any Friday bonus chat and sign up. It's $9.99 a month and you can cancel any time. No pressure at all. You know what's funny? I never had a song for our wedding when I got married. But the day of our wedding, we were just sitting in the Starbucks next to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville down in Key West, because yes, I eloped down here. And we're just sitting in the Starbucks and we're both on our phones, not looking at each other. And a song came on and it just struck a chord. And it was called Blue Ocean Floor by Justin Timberlake. And I remember thinking this is it. This is the song that's going to represent our wedding. I can't even really hear it. I just I can hear the music. I can hear the chords. I don't know the lyrics, but this is it. This is the song. So from then on out, our wedding song was known as Blue Ocean Floor, but we didn't have a party or didn't have a first dance, so which makes me so sad. That is so me. So next time I'm definitely going to have a lot of songs at my wedding. But Lately, I found a song by John Bellion, one of my favorite artists, and it's called Blue, and I love the acoustic version. So I'm going to end this podcast with that song, Blue by John Bellion. Blue Ocean Floor was my wedding song, and Blue by John Bellion is my farewell to that chapter in my life song. You can find this on our Lightworkers Lounge Spotify playlist of the month. I will see you guys on Friday for a bonus chat and everyone else next week on the show sending you so much love goodbye floating it is hopeless sinking in your ocean just like you designed me to do Fall Sunrise in your bed, purple, yellow, red, only when it's you and me Take me to the edge, drag me through your lens, show me what I need to see Hey ma, hey ma, hey, hey ma, hey ma, hey, come to my house and take me home Sort up by your wave, shot out a space, stranded but I'm not alone in your ocean just like you designed me to do